Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. Um, as you probably know, my name is Kaylin and today we'll be speaking with uh, Dr. Louise Hansen and Dr. Kathy Kesselman. Now, Louise has been on our show before. You may remember a show earlier this year. Uh, Louise is an academic uh, psychologist and a human rights activist. She's also very well known on Twitter and she is very passionate about the trauma-informed approach and she often talks about how her vision is for a trauma-informed world. We also have with us today Dr. Kathy Kesselman, who is the president of the Blue Knot Foundation. She is a mental health consumer advocate and executive director of the Blue Knot Foundation National Centre of Excellence for Complex Trauma. Kathy has an extensive list of work that she has done in the field of community health and we are very pleased to have both Kathy and Louise here today and today our guests will be talking about the importance of trauma-informed approach and what exactly is complex trauma. So thanks for coming on the show today. Welcome Kathy and Louise, thanks for coming on to Brainwaves today. That's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you Wonderful. for having us. Yeah, it's great to have and Louise, welcome back. This is your second time now. Um, before we get started, hey, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, hello, everybody. Um, yeah, my name, I'm Dr. Lou, or informally Lou. I work in uh, Cape York uh, with uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. And, um, yeah, so basically I'm from Cairns, Queensland. I, I do some academic work because I'm passionate about teaching, uh, but also work as a psychologist and um, integrating that with human rights work as well, because I think that's something that Australia, yeah, could benefit from. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely. Totally agree with you there. And, and Kathy, welcome to Brainwaves for the first time. Yeah, as, thank you. <laughs> as the president of the Blue Knot Foundation, can you tell us a bit about what you do and, and maybe how you and Louise came to cross paths? Yeah, so look, uh, I'm a, a medical practitioner actually by training, but I'm also a survivor of, uh, of child abuse and I became very passionate about working in this area. And Blue Knot Foundation is an organisation that works nationally to uh, help people to, em em to empower people to, to heal from experiences of trauma. And Louise and I met over, over Louise's uh, incredible activity in the trauma-informed space, which is which is an area that's very close to Blue Knot's heart. So we also advocate very strongly for the world to become much more human uh, and to provide a safe space where we all uh, can be treated with dignity and respect uh, like all human beings want to be. So, so Louise has been amazing in, in advocating for that. So that's how we met. Oh, wonderful. And and today, you know, on the, on the trauma, talking about trauma, I guess, you know, I thought we could discuss complex trauma. Can either of you tell me what complex trauma is and maybe how it differs from acute or chronic trauma? 
Yeah, so, so complex trauma really is relational trauma. So that it's, it's trauma which occurs as a result of interactions between human beings. And it includes experiences of violence, abuse, neglect, exploitation. And it differs from what we know as single incident trauma um, and not to minimize anyone's trauma, but the trauma of, of um, a bushfire, a natural disaster, uh, an accident or, or a single assault as an adult. So what we know is that people have experienced complex trauma and it's often repeated, it often goes on for a long period of time and it's often extreme and it's often perpetrated by the people who are meant to care and protect you. And so it obviously has potentially you know, quite profound impacts and particularly on children when the, when the brain is growing and developing. And so we, we see that many people have you know, impacts across their lifespan, but just also what a stress uh, that people can and do absolutely heal and recover from complex trauma. Um, and we need to acknowledge people's strengths, not just to survive, but to really, you know, go on and build amazing lives wow. after what they've experienced. Yes, it's amazing to see what we can accomplish, definitely. Louise, do you have anything to add on to that? Oh, yeah, the other thing I want to add was, was just what um, Dr. Cathy was talking about before in the in her introduction, she said to make a more human world. And I, and I really think that is the key here because like, you know, people might hear this phrase trauma-informed care and just think, oh, it's another, you know, like fad. And one of the best things my uh, previous uh, psychologist supervisor said to me, you know, like all this, you know, we get all these new things coming out, but a lot of the stuff is actually recycled, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from like, yeah, recycled and relabeled. And I really like how Dr. Cathy said, you know, make a human, more human world because because that's what trauma-informed care is about. Like, it's not some, you know what I mean? Like another yeah, thing. Yep. Yeah, I just found that really valuable yeah. the way you said that because it's what we all, you know, that's what we all need. It's, it's yeah, so. Yeah, yeah thank that. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think it's about unpicking systems, you know. I yeah. think, you know, systems have, you know, tended to evolve for the sake of the system. Rather and not the individual, absolutely. Rather than the individual, and so yeah. how do we get back there? Yep, yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's what I've kind of learned from what I've read about trauma-informed. It is about the individual and it's less about the systems around it, but, you know, about supporting that person um, rather than, I guess, sometimes the system's kind of making things more difficult for the individual as well or adding to that trauma. I think the beauty, like trauma-informed care is so versatile. I've never seen anything like it because, like you just said, it is about the person. Like it does return to that individual where that safety is primary and then getting them, you know, that back in reality with clarity and then getting them moving towards more, you know, helpful versus harmful mm. um, interactions with themselves and the world around them and this is where Dr Kathy's work is just amazing you know like Blue Knot have done all the work to to make that not just at that individual personal level but also at that systemic level yeah. and when we put things like you know um, you know systemic stuff and intergenerational together it's it's hard for a person to do that you know like just Absolutely. by themselves and that's why I think it's so important like, to explore what Kathy has to offer today because mm. it's not a case of reinventing anything new like all the hard work has really been done and I think Australia just needs to hear what that is and what that Absolutely. looks like yeah yeah and I guess on that then what are some things that you'd both like to see change in our society when it comes to how we currently respond to trauma Look, and I, mean, I think it's more about how, how we respond to one another. Because, ah, I like that. Yeah, because all of us, you know, have different things that happen to us along life's journey, some of which is stressful and some of which is traumatic. And, you know, we need to just stop pretending that there, there are two groups of people. 
ones that are okay, and then the others who have trauma. Uh, we're all in this together. And so what we'd really like to see is a world that's compassionate, understanding and connected and we're just there to be supportive to one another regardless of what we bring to the interaction or, or, or relationship because this is about being relational and just as people are harmed in relationships and interactions people can be healed, healed. In as well and louise you've touched a bit on trauma-informed response before but today can you give me like maybe a brief outline on how this kind of approach can support someone who has experienced complex trauma Okay, yeah, so just if there's like for all the new listeners, like there's five principles to trauma-informed care. Um, so there's safety, uh, trustworthiness. Uh, the next one is uh, choice. Um, and there's also collaboration and empowerment. So it, when we look at these closely, it's, it's really easy to see how, like Dr. Cathy said, you know, like it's, um, yeah, it, that happens to all of us, you know, like we've all been in situations where um, we, you know, we might not feel safe, like in a work environment or something like that. Uh, we might have lost trust with a family member or a friend or, you know, we might not have uh, certain choices when we're put in situations. Um, like if we look at, say, uh, you know, the criminal justice system or we've got refugees at the moment that have been in detention for eight years. Um, you know, the, 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 this is where that trauma-informed framework comes into it to make sure that, you know, that not just for the individual, but for also the group around them in, in whichever system they are is safe. And then, you know, that next one is collaboration and empowerment. And I think those last two are just so fundamental because what we're seeing today in the world you know, is is are we seeing collaboration and empowerment or what, what are we seeing? You know, that's I'll leave that for you guys to answer that question. <laughs> and, and when we know what works, you know, I think it's probably really frustrating for people in this field or any field, you know, like look at the climate scientists this week, you know, they know what works, they want. And that's where trauma-informed care would fit so beautifully with that system as an example, you know, like that priority is safety not a debate between people of what's you know are we going to do it that way or that way or that way it's like well let's just focus on a safety versus danger the next one um you know like reality versus uh imagination and then the other one is helpful versus harmful so what, what you can apply this into any single field which is what makes it so versatile like whether it's um you know mental health whether it's the uh, medical industry so a lot of you know if you look at dr gabe may from canada he says um, even when he did medicine, like they didn't get taught about trauma or, you know, like trauma-informed yeah. care. So a lot of even our medical system is still um, not trauma-informed. And this is why Dr. Cathy's work is, is really remarkable because it's it's quite easy to integrate into, you know, whether it's medicine or whether it's psychiatry or whether it's our refugee system or whether it's our criminal justice system. We want these systems to be, um, you know, collaborative and empowering. Uh, well, I guess, yeah. And Kathy, why is trauma-informed response so important in relation to the work that you are doing with uh, Blue Knot at the moment? Well, I suppose, um, you know, with my own personal history, um, I was a medico and, you know, just to reflect on what Louise just said, I had no idea what was going on for me when I started, started dealing with my trauma because my medical degree had not prepared me. And, you know, interestingly, my medical colleagues who, you know, are fine people, ran a mile uh, because they didn't know what was going on either. So, you know, the experience of many people uh, living with the impacts of complex trauma is that you know, people often turn away. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. 
Um, and you know, as a result, you know, they can often run a mile where, where what people actually need, because it's very, very, it can be very hard for many people to reach out and seek help. They actually need someone to be there and to say, I'm here, I'm listening, I believe you. What it is you, you what is it you need right now? How can I help? Not to solve it, not to start to tell their own stories, but just to be there, walk alongside someone. And it's quite simple, really. Uh, when, when you when you articulate it, but it's actually quite hard to do. And we see that, unfortunately, human beings don't tend to do that all, all that well. No, we do have this sort of innate need to fix. And when we feel discomfort from not being able to help a person with a way to fix their problems, we do, we, yeah, people do often run away from that situation. So learning how to be in that space would probably be very yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, what are some of the ways that Blue Knot are utilising a trauma-informed approach currently and, you know, have you been able to see any of the benefits yet? Yes, look, we run um, a number of helplines and certainly callers to our helpline, you know, have experienced all sorts of trauma, often from childhood, but not necessarily. We also run um, support for people who are going through the redress scheme, so people who've experienced child sexual abuse in institutions, as well as a disability line. And what we've seen there is that um, it can be quite unique for people to actually feel heard and listened to, which is what we offer on the line. And that sounds very simple as well. But, you know, we're currently doing some work in prisons and you know, what we're hearing there is that for, for inmates to actually have someone who um, treats them as a human being and actually listens to their experiences and actually doesn't see them as evil and bad, mm but understands that what happened to them are things that should never happen to anyone and help them to understand that their often physiological responses, their body responses make total sense in the context of what's happened to them. And the way they've tried to cope and manage their distress also makes total sense. It may have got them into trouble, yeah. um, but they've been managing as best they could given what they had. And so it's not about punishing them or seeing them as bad, but helping them to understand that there are other ways of being and doing. Mm. Um, and that's the difference that that sort of approach can make. Mm. And I think that's mm. a common thing too, is to try and find blame in, in a lot of situations. And that really doesn't help anyone in, the, in that sort of space. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, 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 and people, sorry, Louise, people who've experienced trauma often blame themselves anyway. That's right, exactly. So that's like yeah. another layer. Yeah, what were you going to yeah. say, Louise? Oh, I was just going to say, like, my uh, PhD topic was on, well, yeah, very related to that. And I think it's it's really like a, like a, a consequence of our intellect, you know, because our intellect is about judgment and which is important, you know, like for survival and, and safety and things like that. But when we use it in the wrong context, um, it, you, you, I just see this cycle, which is, you know, like judgment, um, blame, punishment, which then goes into shame, which is the fear of being, you know, kicked out of the group, which then goes into stigma, which is, you know, being kicked out of the group. So we see that with people who have uh, like addiction or, um, you know, have been in jail. Um, and then it kind of makes this cycle like of injustice and then trauma and then in the worst case suicide. And so this is where when you can see that, we see that cycle like every day and, and we see our systems like, you know, can even perpetuate that cycle. So what Kathy is talking about, you know, like in that prison system, for example, is a great example, you know, like is that punishment going to 
actually like what is the outcome of that punishment like what does it what what does that person is it a trauma-informed you know like is is there going to be something at the end where that person's going to come out and they're not going to be violent anymore or is it just an arbitrary rule and an arbitrary punishment and when you look at our laws for example you know like are they trauma-informed or are they just arbitrary like you know in that sense and this is where trauma-informed care is so powerful because it's it's looking at you're working with life and and the body is life you know it's a system like what Kathy was just talking about before you know and 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 so those responses would have been the best that, or the only thing that that person person was capable of doing in that particular context at that particular point in their life so trauma-informed care is just going to be aligning you know like our responses to that you know, with that, okay, well, what can we do with that now? And so it's not like people think, oh, okay, well, what if you don't punish them, what's the alternative? And and they have these extreme, like that's the intellect again, going from one extreme to the yeah. other, right? And not being able to find that middle ground. Um, and you see that with debates all the time, like with refugees that will open the floodgates and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, but when you look at well, what is, what can actually work, like the the solutions are already there. Like, so, you know, in, in the worst the case scenario of someone being violent, for example, then you go back to that danger and safety. Like the number one priority is to get these two people safe. You know, that's trauma-informed care. And then the second one is, you know, like that in, you know, imagination versus reality. Um, when when we are usually violent and things like that, we are not in clarity because the byproduct of clarity is mm. peace. Yeah. So we we when we uh, have clarity, we feel like a sense of peacefulness and connectedness to ourselves and life. Yeah. So you look at it, and and then the last one is helpful, harmful. So then we're moving that person along their journey to be able to, you know, like like regulate their emotions better um, and and develop a sense of stability and clarity so that they they don't end up having to engage in those behaviours because they've developed a toolkit of behaviours to, you know, like learn not to do that in that situation mm. again. Yeah, so it's really practical. And and then it would just be amazing, you know, I just think it would be a dream of a world where our laws and our rules and regulations are aligned with that, you know, like it would just yeah. be incredible. And, and, and I think yeah. back to community, like I think, you know, often we, when we think about the kind of work that you guys are doing, it's often in a, a specific space, whether it's a mental health space or if it's a clinical space or if it's a this space. But how amazing would it be if we all just as a community were aware and I had this understanding and we were able to sort of, you know, support each other in the same way. I mean, I think it's not always just how a person is 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 managing themselves you know mm. when they're in this supportive environment but they have to go back out into the world yeah. and so there's a lot of that there too so i guess on that what are some unexpected ways in which trauma-informed response can benefit the community at large yeah well i suppose this, it's about looking at safety on an individual level but also on a community and global scale and, um, you know, what's inherent in this is that many people who experience complex trauma have never felt safe. That's just an alien concept. So spending an inordinate amount of energy to try and, you know, find what that is. And and that's sort of there are a lot of parallel processes then on all levels. So that's going on in the community and on a global scale. And um, so instead of uh, being able to calm individual nervous systems and community systems, mm. Now uh, you get this reactivity and then the responses that Louise is talking about. So, you know, how do we calm down the whole system? Because what we know is that stress is, is uh, contagious. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, what happens with people who've experienced trauma is they become allergic to stress and are unable to manage it. And the same happens in systems countries. And we're currently seeing that globally as well. Yeah, so it has that ripple effect, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so um, I was just talking to someone this morning about like like uh, the beauty of trauma-informed care is one aspect of it is is universal, yeah, and then another aspect of it is completely unique to that individual. So that you know, there's like a template for all of us in terms of we've all got a body, you know, we've all got the threat system and and things like that. So when the more we understand this, the more we can work with that. Um, rather than against it. And that's what, you know, Dr. Kathy's work and, and the practice guidelines is all about, you know, like these are the things that, you know, we can't, you know, disagree with or argue with. They are the way that they are, right? So so you're working with them instead of against them. But in terms of the versatility of that and the expression of that, it, it is truly amazing. Like if you look at like how somebody might go about to do that, um, for example, like heal trauma, you know, they're, even though this is an example, you know, like the template of what our protectors are, you've got like, a, everyone's got a body, we've all got a mind, we've all got um, social connection, which is what we're doing right now. Um, there's culture, and then there's also country, and then spirituality is the, you know, like existence itself, right? So that's a template, which is really like everywhere, it's the same, yeah? But the way that will be expressed from person to person, and from culture to culture is truly beautiful. You know, you go into one culture or you know, like even one person, they might want to do yoga, the other one might want to do martial arts, the other one might want to do, you know, anything, cooking, you know, like, so <laughs> in that way, like, you know, people don't have to think, oh, like, you know, I have to do the same as everybody else, or we're all just going to end up the same, you know, the versatility of it is is so beautiful to see that it has this way of connecting all the different forms of injustice and all, you know, trauma in itself, but how that is going to then be expressed within a community in that healing process is going to differ from person to person and from culture to culture and community to community. Yeah. And I wonder if traditions and that play a part in that as well and, and, and you know, Definitely. how we feel connected in those spaces. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's another really important element of being trauma-informed is, is being attuned as Louise says to the, to the individual, but their whole, people don't occur in isolation. They no, that's right. Yeah. In context yeah. and environment and a background yeah. and culture and, you know, and yeah. you don't need to know all the details of where someone's yeah. coming from, you know, but you need to try and attune to that so that they feel seen and heard and listened to. And that's, you know, what else do we all need? Yeah, yeah. and the reason why this is so important like just to give an example you know like we look at aboriginal and torres strait islander culture even to this day the amount of times you know i hear every january 26th like oh why can't they just get over it you know why can't they just move on you know and and i don't think because australians are not taught you know like australian history at school so a lot of people you know genuinely don't really understand okay um and so at that detriment you know like there's a misunderstanding that a cult, like you know uh, these 
such a beautiful, rich culture was was actually denied their culture, you know, it was stripped away from them. Um, I've heard examples through my work of, of, of people that are alive to this day that when they were at school, you know, they were called the cook killer or um, they were they would go to church and they were not allowed to um, speak their language, but like an Italian migrant was allowed to speak their language, the little kids, um, you know, any other culture, any other person who'd come here was allowed to speak their language. So we can't just brush this stuff under the carpet, you know, because it's still, it's still a lived experience for people today. And because our systems have all like worked around this, going back to the laws and things like that, you know, like it's sort of, you know, it's all, we're all connected to that, whether we kind of like it or not. And that's what Kathy was talking about before, you know, we, we kind of, you know, we pretend that like, you know, this group is okay and this group is not okay. But the reality is, is we are all connected to that, that's whether right. it's a spoken thing or an unspoken thing. And did you want to add to that, Kathy? No, I was going to say, I think it's about connection and social yeah. connection and what yeah, we just, have. Currently yeah. is a lot of disconnection. And when you go back to those protectors, you know, like the culture, country and spirituality ones, you know, a lot of people have been denied those and, and they are our protectors. So that's the beauty of trauma-informed care, like a trauma-informed care person, also a trauma-informed person, like exactly what Dr. Kathy said, is attuned to that, you know, like even though I went to university and learned psychology, which is the Western model, and we were not allowed to step outside the box, for example, that's a different game now when I'm trauma-informed because to be yeah. trauma-informed is to honour somebody else's culture, to honour somebody else's lived experience, you know. But it doesn't um, need to be a barrier either, and I think that's what Cathy was getting at before. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a barrier for connection or for just that trauma-informed response. Yeah, and yeah. ideally it shouldn't be an either-or. It's about yeah. yeah. all of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It, it, it actually enriches your life, you know, like to... Dr. Tracy Westerman was talking about this yesterday. She said, you know, a lot of people say, like, it must be very difficult to work, um, you know, with individuals that are, are suicidal or experiencing trauma and stuff. And she said, like, don't assume it's a one-way street, you know? Like, like there's there is no greater privilege than to be able to sit with another person, hold space with them and to help them to be able to heal. And I, I actually think it's bizarre that people are so terrified to, you know, like, <laughs> I understand it. I, I totally understand it. But it's, I just wish people knew what you're missing out on. Oh, you know, I totally like, agree. I totally like the depth of connection that yeah. you will have within yourself and with yeah. people around you, regardless of what their gender is, regardless of what their culture is, regardless of of the you know um, triumphs and adversities, like you know throughout history, mm. you know it, it kind of just brings everybody back together and to just honor the you know okay, I might not have done those things. You know, I hear all the time people say, well, I didn't do that. My culture didn't, you know, like that was 200 years ago. And it's like, well, the, let's just work with what's happening today. That's right. And, and, and part the, of that is honouring what happened yesterday. Exactly. You know, like you, yeah, you can't just 100%. pretend that that didn't happen. So, yeah, it just yeah. provides that space. It provides a really safe space to be able to have, you know, like deep and meaningful uh, connections and yeah, it just provides that space for further opportunities for people to connect on a deep level and I think you know we look at uh, modern society our consumerist sort of culture today it's very superficial level you know so it yeah. kind of provides that um, solution to that problem as well you Absolutely. know which links in with everything everything yeah <laughs> no that's right and I guess, um, you know, we could talk about this all day, but we are going to have to wrap up quite soon. If anyone is interested in the work that you're both doing with Blue Knot, or if anyone would like to learn about complex trauma or the trauma-informed approach, how can they find out more? 
So, I mean, certainly go to the Blue Knot website. So that's bluenotknot.org.au. And there's there's just lots of information and resources and access to the helplines there and also the guidelines that Louise uh, spoke about as well. Wonderful. All right. Well, I'll be sure to add some information into the show notes. And if either of you have any other extra bits and pieces, send it through to me and I'll make sure that the, the listeners get to, to access that as well. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today. I really feel like this is one of those topics where we could talk about it for hours and still there's more that could be said. Um, but on that, do you have any last things that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Dr. Cathy? Well, Louise, over to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think... Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very overwhelming time for a lot of people at the moment. And, um, you know, all of us, I think it's an overwhelming time to be alive. But I, you know, I, I would just say, please draw strength from, you know, there's many people alive today that are just doing remarkable things. It gives me goosebumps to say mm. that. <laughs> you know, like Greta Thunberg, for example. Yeah. Um, Grace Tame, Australian of the Year, let her speak. Uh, Brittany Higgins, you know, like for me, I was thinking yesterday, this year is the year for the lived experience. I've never seen anything like it. It's a very good time to, yeah, just embrace that lived experience, which is something that we all have. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Louise. Thank you so much, Kathy. And I agree with you completely. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for the opportunity. (laughs) Thank you. Big thank you to uh, Dr. Louise Hansen and Dr. Kathy Kesselman for coming on the show today and sharing their insight and knowledge um, with all of you. Um, so if you are listening in, you can find more of our shows on the 3CR website um, at 3cr.org.au or on Spotify or wherever you happen to download 3CR podcast. And as usual, we would love to hear from you. So if you've got any feedback, suggestions, or a story that you feel needs to be shared, uh, please email us at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and everyone stay safe. And we'll be back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.